I want you to get ready to listen to this message because it's a game changer for everyone who has ever struggled with negative thinking. God gives us tools, abilities, and instructions to overcome the thoughts that so frequently keep us bound. You are a child of God. You are destined to live at peace with God and the power of God for healing is released and thrives in a mind that is filled with the faith knowledge of Jesus Christ. So get ready to be built up, get ready to be touched, get ready to have a brand new thought life in this episode of Be Healed entitled Overcoming Negative Thinking Part 1. I'm your host Steve Hannett and I'm excited about what is going to come into your life from this teaching. Scientists tell us that the average person thinks between 60 to 80,000 thoughts every day. They also tell us that those thoughts that we think, the majority of them, in fact, the vast majority of them are repeats of the previous day. So we often think in patterns. And of those thoughts that we're repeating every day, they claim that 80% are not positive thoughts, but negative thoughts. This means the average person every single day is repeating the same negative thinking day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. This is obviously very destructive. And in the case of healing, when somebody is going through pain, when they're going through difficulty, those symptoms tend to speak to us and speak negativity to us and speak fear to us and discouragement and many things that begin to get us into a place of bondage. And when that happens, we begin to think inside a prison. In fact, many of the thoughts we think are not from God, but they're tailored by the enemy to us to bring us into a place of imprisonment. I want you to understand that the devil knows how powerful our thought lives are. He desires to own what we think, but praise God. For somebody who believes in Jesus Christ, we have been freed from the enemy and we do not need to be enslaved by the enemy's thoughts. So let's break this down simply. We're either going to be thinking the thoughts of God or we're going to be thinking the thoughts of Satan. Now, some may think that that's an oversimplification, but I believe there's power in simplicity. And it is true that thoughts are either originating from hell or from heaven. The Bible teaches in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 to 5. It says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God." bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. All right, let's break this down. The Bible is saying in verse 3, though we're walking in the flesh, in other words, though we're walking in this world, and though we have uh, brain matter and we have chemicals in our brain and dopamine and serotonin and different kinds of things, the Bible is revealing that we do not wage war according to the natural, according to the flesh. 
I want you to know that when you're pursuing healing, when you're pursuing a thought life that is grounded and rooted in blessing, it is a supernatural thought life. And we're going to get there by a supernatural war and gaining victory in that war. It says in verse four that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they are not of the flesh. But listen, they're mighty in God. Praise God. Listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but mighty in God. Our weapons are in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Isn't this awesome? It says that our weapons are in God. And what are our weapons meant for? For the pulling down of strongholds, for the casting down of arguments. Yes, thoughts. Yes, reasonings. Yes, philosophies. It says, and every high thing that exalts itself. You see, Many times we don't realize that the enemy is trying to exalt fear, exalt timidity, exalt doubting, and exalt reasoning that would conflict with the knowledge of God. Our thoughts are not going to be bound and depressed and in bondage when we're thinking thoughts according to the knowledge of God. Listen, it says bringing every thought. If you have your Bible, underline it circle it, highlight it. It says, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I understand very, very well what it is to be attacked very strongly by the enemy in our thought life. I want to share with you that there were times that I felt absolutely overwhelmed, like I was drowning in a tidal wave of thoughts and feelings and fears and imaginations and things that were just bringing me into bondage. But I also can tell you that the goodness of God, the power of God, the grace of God makes a way of escape. I remember one time I was praying for my youngest son. He was just a little baby and he had a fever. And I was praying and praying and praying, and I began to get afraid, and I began to get stuck in this pattern of negative thinking. And I began to pray, and the Lord spoke to me, and he, he put his heart upon my mind and was revealing to me that I was not believing. And he started to convict me. He started to shepherd my thoughts into his realm, into his word. And when it happened, I remember. I was outside, I was walking around, and I was praying, and it was just that there was this grace that was breaking through, this, this love was breaking through, but also a conviction that was breaking through, that I was accepting these thoughts, I was agreeing with these thoughts, I was meditating on these fearful thoughts. Well, the conviction of God brought me to that place that I knew I had to do war, I had to take those thoughts captive. And by God's grace, I did. And there's something that's powerful that happens, a shift in the spirit that all of a sudden you're no longer going with the flow of demonic thoughts. You're saying no more. I will no longer think that I'm a child of God. 
I reject doubt. I mean, it's good to say it out loud. And I, and I counsel people to do this. You can say out loud, I renounce the negative thoughts. Speak them specifically. Reject them. Call them out and declare that I bring you into captivity to the obedience of Christ. There is free will that God gives to every believer that you can access, that you can release, and, and you can begin to cast down the arguments that try to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. This is absolutely vital. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, it says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Well, I want to commit my time, my activity, my work to the Lord, and I'm going to do that by declaring I'm going to live for your glory, and I'm going to praise, and I'm going to worship, and I'm going to dedicate everything I do to you, Lord, and my thoughts will be established. You see, there's something powerful that happens when you realize you're not a slave to the devil. No, you're his child. You're his beloved. Commit your works to the Lord. Commit all that you're going to do for the Lord. Commit everything to him and your thoughts will be established. Your thoughts could not be established if you were a slave because you could not commit your works to the Lord. This is what we should do. We should commit our works to the Lord. We should pull down strongholds. We should cast down arguments. I want to put you on the offensive. I want you to remember that I've been there. I've understood it. It feels hard. It feels like you can't get out of that slump. It feels like you never will break free, but you're going to because you're going to realize that you can cast them down. You can rebuke them. You can pull down those strongholds. You can speak to the enemy and say, I declare I will not agree with thoughts that lead me into captivity. No, I take captive those thoughts that try to bring me into captivity, and I bring those thoughts into obedience to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is what God has enabled us to do. Now, I want to tell you of a story that happened a long time ago. It happened all the way back in the Old Testament. It's recorded in the first book of Kings, chapter 19, the first eight verses. It's a thrilling story, history, of what happened to someone by the name of Elijah. Now, Elijah is someone that is known for great and mighty prophetic work and miracles. He was used mightily by God. But the Bible tells us that Elijah had a tremendous encounter with some terrible thoughts of discouragement and fear, and he actually went into a place of bondage. Now, what happened was there was a king by the name of Ahab, and he told his wife Jezebel, who was a very evil woman, how Elijah had executed all the prophets with the sword. Well, you see, the backstory was that Elijah, with boldness, set up a challenge to reveal who the true God really is. He told them to set up a sacrifice and to call out to their God, their false God, who he knew was no God at all. And he told them to cry out to them and, and see if they could call 
fire down from heaven to consume the sacrifice. He also dug a trench and prepared a sacrifice and told them to fill it multiple times with water, making it really hard for that to ever be licked up by fire. And the false prophets cried out. They cut themselves. They did all these things, but no fire came. Elijah then prays and fire comes from heaven, demonstrating that his God, Jehovah God, was the true God. Elijah went on to kill all the prophets with the sword. It was an amazing display of the prophetic power and faith that Elijah was walking in. And this news came to Jezebel. And it says in verse 2 of 1 Kings chapter 19, Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Wow, Jezebel was angry. Could you imagine 450 prophets being killed by Elijah? Jezebel is beside herself. She is angry and she is seeking revenge. Well, listen to what takes place in verse 3. The Bible says, and when he, speaking of Elijah, and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Now, this is an amazing thing. Elijah just takes down 450 false prophets in the power and anointing of God. But then, upon one threat of one woman, he begins to run for his life. But something happened in verse 3. It says, and when he saw that. Now, this was a verbal message that came to Elijah. And the Bible doesn't say when he heard that. It says when he saw that. I believe that the Bible is communicating that he didn't just hear the word. He's actually receiving the word as a future reality. In other words, when he realized this, when he came to terms with it, when he, here we go, accepted it, when he agreed with it, it says he arose and ran for his life. How can a man be so bold to challenge 450 prophets and then so soon after run for his life? It's because he meditated on the wrong word. He meditated on the wrong thing. He saw what Jezebel said. He received it and he began to think on it in such a way that to him, it was pretty much finished. Now, this is what it says. It says in verse three, he went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah and left his servant there. When someone leaves their servant, it means there's no need to continue any further. In verse 4, it says, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, Lord, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Have we ever done this? Have we ever communicated to God from a place of fear and doubt that we consider it all finished? That the diagnosis or the problem We just consider ourselves no longer even capable of going forward, that it would just be better to give up. This is where Elijah was mentally. This is where he was emotionally. He was actually telling God and praying that his life would end. 
If you are in a situation where you've prayed that before or where you're thinking of that, come on, we've got to change what we're thinking and what we're meditating upon. Because just because the enemy threatens you with something does not mean that that is what's going to happen. The key is to not come into agreement with it. The key is to begin to take those thoughts and imaginations and things captive. Elijah saw it happening. He already meditated upon it. He already accepted it as reality. But today is a day when you can push back. You can wage warfare against those things that try to exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. Oh, it's time that we begin to resist. Listen to what happens in verse 5. Then, as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. So beautiful. God the Father sends a ministering angel to Elijah. He, he wakes him up from sleeping. And what he says is, Arise and eat. Now, I want to tell you that this is very significant because if God listened to his prayer, there would be no chance, no reason, no purpose to get up and eat. God is saying through the angel, arise and eat because he's not receiving his prayer to die. Thank God he didn't receive that prayer. Thank God that his grace is is going ahead and superseding and coming before and overwhelming our discouragement. You've got a savior who's never discouraged. He's never going to give up on you. He's never going to give up on, on the realities of what he's done. He's never going to give in to the word of the enemy. He, Jesus Christ, is the word, and the word says that you're healed. The word says that he bled for you. The word says that he bore your sickness and disease. Thank God that your savior, Jesus Christ, is not agreeing with the enemy for you to die. He is agreeing with himself and his word is a word of life. Well, verse six, let's go back to it. It says, then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. And he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. God wants us to break the cycle of speaking and agreement with the enemy. And he wants us to receive the meal and the strength of supernatural manna, supernatural cake supernatural food that is going to give us a new level of strength, a new perspective. God wants to refresh and cleanse your mind. He's not even going to entertain that kind of prayer. He's going to say, eat my supernatural food. How do we know it was supernatural? Well, one, it came from an angel. Two, He continued in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, listen to Jesus as he said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. In this manner, therefore, pray, O Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. God wants you to receive the daily bread. The daily bread is Jesus. Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 35, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. I want to encourage you today to receive the bread of life, to receive Jesus, to receive the supernatural nutrients to your whole being that you shall never hunger. Jesus said, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. We must believe in Jesus, not in Jezebel, not in some evil person, not in the enemy, not what they say, not what they threaten, not in the symptoms that are lying to you. We are to believe in Jesus. Will you turn your eyes on Jesus? Will you receive the supernatural provision of God, the bread of life? You can do it. By reading the word of God, receiving the word of God, believing the word of God, and acting upon the word of God. It is going to enable you to take every thought captive into the obedience of Jesus. Renounce what Jezebel said. Renounce what the enemy says. Renounce what the devil says. Renounce what your fear says renounce it with your lips right now. Begin to renounce it. Just begin to declare, just stop this podcast even, and just begin to declare every thought and every imagination and everything that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. God knows that he's died for you. God knows that you're not a slave. God knows that you have more authority because he's given you authority to trample the enemy, to trample scorpions and and to overcome all the power of the enemy. He says in Luke chapter 10, it says in verse 19, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is the truth. This is the knowledge of God. So reject the knowledge of the enemy. Even if you feel symptoms in your body, you may say, I reject what those symptoms say to me, and I accept the knowledge of God that He has borne my sickness, He has carried my infirmity, and by His stripes I am healed. That was a reference to Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5. It's time that we begin to break. All the power of negative thinking by putting our intentional effort into the Word of God. And that's the last point I want to share in today's teaching. The intentionality of living this way is key. It doesn't just happen. You can't just listen to a worship song and then expect everything to change. Remember, you're thinking. The majority of your 60 to 80,000 thoughts negatively and repeating them. Patterns need to be broken. So you need to be intentional to read the scripture, 
read it out loud, write it, journal about it, confess it, declare it, pray through it, get it so deep inside your heart that your mind becomes steadied. It says in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Today, make the decision to trust Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, as your Deliverer, as your Healer. Let your mind be so fixed or stayed upon Jesus that you're going to discover perfect peace even in the middle of your storm. Well, I thank God for you. I thank God for the scripture. I thank God that Elijah overcame. I thank God that he tells us we can take every thought captive. And I thank God that you are going to overcome. Even by listening to this podcast, you have made a decision to be intentional about overcoming the enemy and your negative thoughts. Hey, this has been part one. I invite you on the journey to be healed and to understand healing and to understand how to walk in this beautiful, wonderful, foundational blessing and grace of the cross. Come on, go ahead and subscribe, follow the channel, and make sure you don't miss part two and any other teachings because you're enlisted. You're, you're, you're being recruited to be one of them that overcomes by the blood of the Lamb. You're, you're, you're on your journey to take captive every thought that the enemy would want to bring you into bondage. You are destined for healing. You are destined for greatness. God's purpose for you is unchanged. You know you have a call in your heart. You know there is more than just suffering and sickness and disease. You know that the miraculous is there. You know the love of God is for you. And the Bible says in Romans 8.31, what then shall we say to these things that God is for us who can be against us. Come on, let's go for it. Begin to take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray for loved ones who may be suffering and for those who may be bound with fear and negative thoughts. Lord, I pray, God, that we will see your word. We will break free by receiving your word. Lord, I pray that people will become violent against their negative thoughts and that they will become persistent and tenacious and strong to read the word of God, to declare it, and to make a decision that your word will sustain them. I pray, Lord, for strength for their body, and I declare, God, those who are listening right now, Lord, those whose faith we can agree with now, that says, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed, be healed, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ, be released, be freed, and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, be sure to text the word HEALING to 97000, which will enable you to receive a free gift as well as become part of our online community where you can receive updates, news about the ministry, get connected to conferences, other kinds of teachings, and various things. Also want to let you know about my book that is entitled Unleashing Heaven's Breath. That book is dedicated to helping people to engage and encounter the Word of God in a way that will release miracles. That book is going to be a big, big help to anyone who's receiving this message and says, hey, I want to get intentional about reading and receiving 
the bread of life. And I want it to bring life into my body, my life, my marriage, and my world. So I want you to make sure you text HEALING to 97000 to do that. And you can simply go to Amazon, type in Unleashing Heaven's Breath. You can put my name, Steve Hannett, and you'll find the link there. You can download an audio uh, book or get it in paperback, Kindle, or hardcover, whatever you'd like. And that is going to bless you. All the proceeds of that book also go straight into missions to support our ministry, Every House. Well, guys, send your questions to us. I want to know what you're asking in your heart about healing, and we will frequently uh, put that into a message to answer your question. You can just do that by sending a message to contact at everyhousenow.org, and I look forward to bringing part two of Overcoming Negative Thinking. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel, Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless And I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.